This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, a work of the Ulaga Church of Christ. Hello, ladies. Today I'd like for us to take a look at Noah and his family. We know in the antediluvian world it was one of great wickedness. A careful reading of Genesis 6, 5-3 explains that to us. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and the creeping thing, and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. That must have been very difficult for God, after all that he put into creation, everything that he saw and made, he said was good. And here we are, looking down upon all of mankind, and all he can find is evil, with the exception of eight souls. What a sad state of affairs it is when the creation of God no longer even cares for him. This is a generation of people who were totally given over to wickedness. They could not even think one good thought, not one godly one. When we read that it repented God that he created man, it just simply means that God was full of regret because he's unable to tolerate sin. Deity cannot embrace sin. Therefore God was sorrowful, and mankind had degraded, degraded themselves so badly that they must be destroyed. It is among these group of sinful individuals that we see the righteous figure of Noah come forth. Of all those who lived upon the face of the earth, we see Noah, of whom God said, But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Genesis 6 8. He was a righteous man and did all that God commanded him. Genesis 6.22 If you could look down from heaven as God did and see those eight righteous souls among all those thousands of people, can you even imagine that? They must have stood out and shone with glory. I'm sure God was very pleased with him. And I'm sure that's exactly how God saw Noah and his family. And he had a plan for them because they did live righteously. Noah may not have been a perfect man, what man is, but he did have a disposition to do the will of God. He was committed to integrity. He was a man of faith, and God's grace was bestowed upon him in recognition of that righteousness. God remembered Noah and his family, Genesis 8 and 1, and they were saved by water which sometime were disobedient when once the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah while the ark was preparing, wherein few, that is, eight souls, were saved by water. The like figure whereunto even baptism doth now also save us, not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. 1 Peter 3, 20-21 with the exception of those eight souls who were saved from the face of the earth through means of the ark that Noah constructed with his family, the entire population of the earth was destroyed by water in a great flood that covered the entire earth. Why did it have to be this way? Was God unjust or impatient or partial to Noah and his family? 
If we do a careful study of Genesis 6-7, through it will reveal to us that God was not only patient, but loving and just, concerned for all of mankind, and that even after determining to destroy the earth, he offered ample opportunity for men to repent of his wickedness. We see in 1 Peter 3.20 that God was long-suffering in the days of Noah, while the disobedient refused to listen to his word. During the time the ark was preparing, approximately 120 years, these folks had plenty of opportunity to change their behavior, but they persisted in evil and violent ways. Genesis 6.11 Hebrews 11.7 tells us that by faith Noah, being warned of God of things not yet seen, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. Noah acted upon faith. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Romans 10.17 Others chose to ignore or disbelieve God. In their disbelief, they created a spiritual prison that resulted in not only their physical lives being taken from them, but also their spiritual lives. I'd like for us ladies to think for just a moment about what we're doing with our young people today, our children. Are we leading righteous and faithful lives for them? In the midst of all the turmoil of the world and all the chaos that goes on and all the hurriedness that keeps happening, there's a few things that we just need to remember. When we look back to these patriarchs of old, let's remember that those who always stuck with God God took care of. We need to be that steadfast one. We need to learn to carry our load, the load that we must bear when evil surrounds us, and know that the only way that we can succeed as good mothers is going to be if we teach our children properly and set the proper examples for them. We're going to have to look to God's Word for this, and we're going to have to teach it to them diligently. I don't doubt for one moment that Noah and his wife did not share the words of God with their children, for eight of them managed to live, and that's what we need to remember. Keep this in mind, ladies. It's not the load that breaks you down. It's the way you carry it. So let us do our best and strive to be godly examples to all that are in the world, to our family, to the Christians that are around us and most importantly, to our Father in Heaven. I thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening.